Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and often recommendations for whatever we read that week. Amy, what did we read? We read They Came to Baghdad by Agatha Christie. Ah, yay. We've been doing a couple of Agatha Christie's lately. They're nice and quick. They are nice and quick. Shall I do the spoiler-free recap? Because I think I feel you need like you to. Can't be trusted. Ag- yeah, I can't be trusted with, with uh, mysteries. This is a mystery novel, by the way. It is a mystery novel. I would novel. call it actually, it's considered a thriller. Is it really? Yeah. I would have thought it was more just like a adventure. I would have put it as an adventure novel. Let's go with thriller adventure. Sure. Right. Right. So... We are in 1950s in Baghdad. We're also kind of in other places briefly, like we're in Cairo for a bit, uh, we're in London for a little bit, blah, 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 but mostly we're in Baghdad. And the central kind of theme of the book all the way through is essentially the Cold War Mm. and the growing conflict between capitalism as an ideology and communism as an ideology and that kind of central kind vibe during Cold War years that we've just had this massive war with World War II and we don't want to do this again. So we don't want to escalate things further. If people were very war shy. The concern that, you know, if this this talk doesn't go right, there yes, will be another there war will be another and war. it will be the end of the world. Yes. So, so there's stakes, kind of this talks really, and things. Yeah, exactly. There is some kind of meeting to happen, which they kind of never expand on. It's but essentially can, the MacGuffin of the story, it really. It is the MacGuffin. And it's that generally the leader of the USSR and the USA president are meeting in Baghdad. Yeah. And that they've been trying to have this meeting a bunch of times, but a whole bunch of kind of ideologist groups who mostly they imply, because we are on the side of the British intelligence kind of people. So it's implied that it's the communist sect yeah. who are trying to derail talks and ignite conflict. So in the title, They Came to Baghdad, it is kind of cool in that it references a lot of people. So we are on this kind of race, almost spy movie style, on this race towards this meeting, this uh, summit that's happening in Baghdad. And there are some elements for the good side, for the, you know, the capitalist side who are trying to bring important documents and information and then there is this kind of shady background of the communist uh, mysterious mysterious organization who are trying to derail the talks and so pretty much that's it's a really big that's kind of the macro that's the world that's the world the tension within it and the minor the kind of micro how they actually physically then tell the story is through really one girl Victoria Jones. Who is from London and has a chance meeting with a young man who was in the war, was a fighter pilot or something in the war, and now is kind of a bit listless and trying to find his way in the world. And he kind of, they hit it off randomly on her lunch break. And he's like, well, I wish we could catch up more. You seem great, but I'm on my way to Baghdad. <laughs> and so after she, after he leaves, she's an impetuous kind of go-getter girl who's just in, like eternally optimistic. And she's like, and, and I'm gonna to, go. She likes to embellish the truth. She's a why like, tell the truth when you could liar. tell a story? <laughs> yes. And she always says she's better at telling a lie, and is quite pretty and young, so that acknowledges that that helps her get by in the world as well. And so she decides to, by hell or high water, find her way to Baghdad. But she's poor, so she manages to find a situation where a woman is travelling to Baghdad who needs a companion and will pay her fare out to Baghdad. Arrives, and then is like, huh. 
Now what? Now what? <laughs> and in the sort of her looking for Edward, she ends up embroiled in kind of the bigger scheme of things. Both through, because I guess at its heart, because she was travelling to Baghdad and there weren't a lot of ways to get to Baghdad at this time, right? Nor were there necessarily copious amounts of people travelling to Baghdad. So she, in her travels, at just kind of the right time, meant that she kind of sees and picks up on different things as she travels along and is travelling along as kind of an inconsequential bubble alongside really key players in this event. So she ends up with kind of the person on the periphery who has most of the big picture, is able to see so much of what's going on. And the only other bit that I would add is that Edward is involved with the Olive Branch Club, which is a knowledge club that is translating... um, The classics into multiple multiple, languages. To kind of spread knowledge and love around the world. And he is doing that with Dr. Rathbone. And mentions to Victoria early on that he thinks something fishy is going on. And so she ends up getting also, like, investigating in that club and stuff. Uh, beyond that, I feel like anything No, anything, else is you can't spoiler. tell anything more. And that's kind of it. I get to go first, as always. You do, as always. What? Uh, no, what? Huh? Amy, would you recommend they came to Baghdad? Spoiler alert, you recommended it to me. Yes, I love this <laughs> book. I read this book all the time and the things that I love in it are I really enjoy Victoria Jones as a character. Sure. I like that she I can is that about you. not perfect. I like that she goes, I'm going to go to Baghdad, and then gets her and is like, I might I have really been slightly didn't... impetuous. <laughs> I didn't think this through, did I? Hmm, money. I do appreciate that she can't be kept <laughs> down for long and is like, well, Something will come by. Yep. I it love, always does. She's she's uh, irrepressible. She is, absolutely. Um, and there's some really great characters in there. I like how it all, you know, you sort of, I think they describe it in the book as it's like this big sort of web and everything's being pulled in towards. Yes, and Baghdad's, Baghdad's in the at the centre yeah. of the web. And I enjoyed at the end of it when it all comes together, that Quite moment of yeah. seeing like all those pieces in the web Makes sense. Yeah. And the – it's not so much a who done it, but like the – It's not. The sort of aha moment where it all makes sense and where you work out who the shady – Yeah. What's driving the shady people and who like the mastermind is was really satisfying. I also really enjoy the setting. I think this is one of Agatha Christie's best books, in my opinion, for the yeah. setting and the setting being really vivid and engrossing and contributing to that sense of adventure that's in the book. Such a sense of adventure, and for sure. I've read some of Agatha Christie's other attempts at adventure, so like The Man in the Brown Suit, which is sure. a lot of fun, but really <laughs> it was written in the 20s and it's very colonialist, so it's quite problematic to uh, reread from this sort of – period of time but this one is just delightful yeah i have so much fun reading this book so it also in that sense too does come across quite strongly that she and i don't know when it was sort of in what year she wrote it but it 1950. does 1950 oh right so it's it is, when it, it's, it's contemporary. contemporary does come across as someone who has quite a love of the middle east it doesn't yes. come across as we are the white clever people and you are all the yeah. heathens. That and isn't there at all. This it's is quite where a I love of can give that. you an Agatha Christie fact, which is oh, at lovely. this point in time in her life, she was married to an imminent, eminent? Eminent. <laughs> Not imminent. <laughs> Not imminent. Um, an eminent archaeologist who was oh, working yeah, right. in 
Mesopotamia. Yeah. yeah. So she was very familiar with yeah. Baghdad and the areas that she yeah. writes about. And you can tell that in her writing. Absolutely. I think that the beginning chapters of the book are like, if you go, oh, that sounds really interesting. I would like to read it. The the first, is it two chapters where they she introduces a lot of the players in the story? It's longer than two chapters, but I Yeah, it, it feels a bit long. It mm. takes some time before you meet Victoria, but from the moment yeah. that we meet Victoria, I was like, I'm in. You're so much fun. <laughs> and there's a little part of me that goes, would I do that? Like, no. how, I, you none absolutely of me wouldn't. would not. I know, but, you know, you go like, oh, if I was in that situation, what would be my response? It would yes. have been to go, oh, well, that guy was nice, but... I'll just go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, it's like a yeah, travel sure. armchair traveler. So, yeah, totally would recommend totally this Totally recommend. Book. Fair enough. What about you? I would – it's one of those books where I would say, yes, I would recommend it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I probably have started reading this book maybe three times because as much as I think you've read it a thousand times and I think you've probably got that bit of a skewed – this is the first time I've actually got all the way through it. So yeah. for me, every I'm time I read reader. it, it's with like this golden glow yes. of happiness. And I completely agree with you that by the time you properly get into it and Victoria's kind of on the case and she's doing her thing, it's quite exciting. But the lead up to it is more like a third of the book. You oh, don't really, is it? yeah, you don't uh, really kind of, okay. you don't really kind of get in with her consistently. So you do meet her quite early, but then she faffs about in London and there's a lot of other, they cut back to to other things a lot. So it jumps around a lot. It would make it like an excellent Netflix miniseries for sure. It's very, I see it as a montage when I read it. But, and, and having, and I think on reread, and it is something that I would be prepared to reread. Like it is, it was enjoyable, but I think I would enjoy it more on reread than on initial read. It was just a lot. I, I spent a lot of it at the beginning being like, I don't know where this is going. Like I don't know, I don't know what it just seems to be meandering around with a bunch of random people doing random things that I get. It's an Agatha Christie. So I get psychologically that it's all going to be important and linked together, but I needed Victoria to be a more central narrative driver you wanted to meet victoria on. first yeah. rather than anna shiel in mr otto morgenstall's office yes yes asking if she could have yes. some leave so it's kind of more like you had to be offered a bunch of situations where characters could have a conversation that would give you important information and i found that i found i guess i found the first part of it until we got into victoria and started following her more consistently i found it very expositiony here's some exposition Here's some more exposition. So, like, here's here, some more exposition. You have a table full of ingredients, and someone's told you, like, this is what a tomato does, and this is how the tomato feels, and here's some basil, blah blah blah. But you're looking at it, and you can't see that it's going to make a pizza at some point. Oh, it's like no, that. not even that. I just felt a little bit like I wasn't being told a story so much as people were. It's like someone giving you a really detailed breakdown of this excellent movie they like scene by scene and then you sit down and watch the movie i'd rather just sit down and watch the movie i probably don't want someone to just explain it to me there was too much explanation at the start but like i said by the time i got to the end it was like the last you want to reread are great and on reread i would just very heavily skim the first part of the book because i don't need it i don't need it but being an agatha christie you can't skim it to begin with the first time to it I would love, this would be 
beautiful as a series or yeah i, I think, think this so is what, because you could actually i would start it with victoria a shot of victoria's sandwich in the park where she first meets edward okay we again, and then i would into you know how i was and netflix saying, you know how i was saying we don't want someone to explain shot by shot their favorite movie that's why You're i did that literally about to do yeah, that to me that's why i did it uh okay. so yes that's what i think so well Obviously, i clearly treasure it yes. i consider this book a treasure i will say for the minute i Imagine it will be an Agatha Christie I will return to, of which there are not many. Mm. So I would say I'd probably return to this one. So I will call it Treasure, but as I have not reread it yet, it's like a tentative treasure. Okay. I can see why you like it so much. Awesome. Yes. And that's it. That is it. That's it. Wow. Thank you so much. That That was really quick. Join us again next week for some more Trash or Treasure, where we will bring you more spoiler-free reviews, recaps, and maybe recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.